0: Let's talk about debt, maybe. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be. Let's talk about debt. Well, everybody loved you the first time, so I figured, why not? We could do a series together and put our brains together and share with people a little bit of what we have learned over the years in regards to just really being the CEO of our financial life. And I think I love that acronym CEO for more than just the fact that it yeah, just...
1: What is CEO? Well, you, it sounds like
0: a boss that, of course, right. I Right. We that. all know
1: what traditionally a CEO, but what is your version of CEO?
0: So when I think CEO of my financial life, I think C stands for that credit piece, really gaining control of your current credit situation, eliminating any debt that you have. Um, looking and cutting expenses as much as you possibly can now, not to live on a shoestring budget. I'm not talking Dave Ramsey style. I'm talking just being smart, right? Cutting unsecured debt. Mm -hmm. And then the E I feel stands for earning more money, which I think we all can get stuck in a box sometimes. Like, is this as good as it gets? And this is all I'm worth. Mm -hmm. You got to earn more money and Mm -hmm. you got to figure out ways to do that. Whether it's signing up to go eat for free because you're a secret shopper, because you know we've done that. Mm -hmm. Yes, we have. Yeah, or creating a business or doing something that's going to generate and yield more income to the bottom line. Right. The O, which I know you're going to love, stands for optimizing investments. Yes. And I think that's an area that people feel just because they're uneducated in it, they don't do it. Mm -hmm. And they don't seek out guidance to like, where should I be investing money currently based on the economy and what's happening and so I'm super excited for you to share with them when we get to that segment on talking about optimizing investments, what your recommendations are based just on your background, what you personally believe in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that they're really gonna love this series that we're doing. And yeah. By the end, they all should be
1: bosses. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the uh the destination. So yeah. if you looked at this as a this life as a journey, mm-hmm. the ultimate destination is the O. It's getting to the point where the money that we've actively worked for in our life actually now is yielding an a return and an income for us so right. we're progressing through the um the matrix mm-hmm. to be able to get to the point where you know uh the money's working for us yes that is one of my favorite topics as you said so it's um, the fun part that's good it's i like, like i like this new ceo concept it's it's really it's really good and it's easy and it allows us to frame a relatively complex topic of financial uh, management into some compartmentalization that mm-hmm. that we can focus on.
0: Right. And I think for most they would love to jump to the O.
1: Yeah. I would. Yeah.
0: But I know in my own life and our life, we've had seasons to where we had to deal with the C. Mm-hmm. And so I thought it would be a great place for us to start today. And I'm talking like credit 101. Okay. Mm-hmm. But It really isn't Credit 101 because there's such depth to really understanding a credit report and what the importance of it is. And so I want to give our listeners today three takeaways about credit report. Um, So what do you feel we could touch on that would educate them on why? What are some things about the credit report that you feel they should walk away with today?
1: Yeah, so first of all, I'm so glad that we're doing a podcast on this topic because um, I think a lot of podcasts are for entertainment or shock value Mm -hmm. or, you know, politics or, and, and, you know, people just like come to those in droves for entertainment. And, um, but I love the direction you're heading with. Like, there's so much to learn. Yeah. And this is a podcast where in my mind, we can bring people to the table Mm -hmm. to, Learn about topics that impact our day-to-day lives um, at a high level that we never learned. We didn't talk about credit reports in high school. We didn't talk about. I graduated with a business degree. Did we talk about one time credit reports in college? Not one time.
0: That's crazy.
1: Didn't didn't broach the <laughs> subject of what a credit report was and how it would impact my life. Uh, you know, so it's taken actually you and I being in businesses Mm -hmm. that revolved around credit reports in order to learn what a credit report is. So, you know, we're at the place now where we're authorities on what a credit report Mm -hmm. is and how it impacts your life. So I think three areas that would be uh, good, um, trying to once again consolidate and simplify this, is to talk about what is a credit report. Mm -hmm. What actually is this thing that we've all heard uh, and And what does it mean? Yeah, um another good area would be, how is a credit rating derived? how
0: like how do they come up with that? Yeah, score?
1: where does it come from? um where does it come from mm-hmm. uh, and and the last one would be what impact does my credit score have on my borrowing capability? That's a good one. And so um, I think that you know we should just start at the very basics of, you know, What is a credit? What is a credit report? What is that? Yeah. So I'm asking you, like, okay, what is a credit report?
0: I have to be honest. I think it is this number. I used to grow up thinking because we heard our parents say, your credit score is everything. It's Mm -hmm. like this magical number that defines you, Mm -hmm. right? But over the years and just being in the business with helping so many people with their credit card debt, what I've come to realize is is you could have a 700 plus credit score and still not get approved for anything Mm -hmm. because certain ratios are out of whack. Mm -hmm. So I know that a credit report in general is a way that a financial institution will rate you based on what they should lend you, right? Mm -hmm. So they're gonna look and say, we're going to lend to Mary because Mary has X amount of trade lines. She's had excellent payment history Mm -hmm. and, that is what they're looking at. And out of that data is where that score is derived. Mm-hmm. But what I have learned is that there's a reason they use three bureaus.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you know what it is? Um, well, yeah. The, so basically, there is a rating system based on your bill payment history. Right. And the three bureaus is intended to uh, create an average. So we don't want any one bureau to have full say on whether someone's credit worthy or not. It right. could have errors in it. It mm-hmm. could be wrong. It could say you missed a payment when you didn't. Um, so, there's three looks. It reminds me of getting a, an appraisal on a house to 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 buy it. Um, a lot of times, the bank will order three appraisals, and yeah. they, what they want to do is say, we're going to drop out the low one, we're going to drop out the high one, and it's probably that one in the middle. Um, similarly, with the three bureaus, mm-hmm. so that creditors have a fair way of looking at your bill payment history and not just one bureau's opinion.
0: Well, you know, I agree. I think that the three is just to keep it fair. Mm-hmm. It's actually called the Fair Isaac Corporation,
1: mm-hmm. which I never FICO. knew that.
0: FICO. Yeah. So the credit score is your FICO score. And mm-hmm. what I do also know is that that is specifically what a bank will look at When lending for a purchase of a home, Mm -hmm. they care more about that score and actually give you an interest rate based on where you land in your score. Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. find that so interesting. Yeah. I mean, you can buy the same house as a friend of yours with a higher credit score and pay $50,000
1: more. Yeah. How does that work? Well, you know, I think that in order to, understand this i love history Mm -hmm. so i always like to go backwards in order to see like what got us here right and you know for thousands of years lending was done based on collateral it's like you want to borrow money from me what are you going to put up what are you going to put up to make sure i'm going to get paid back and you know that may have been a portion of your farm it may have been a portion of your crops it may have been um a, a a piece of equipment that you had that it was important, you know, your hoe. Yeah. Um, it, it, at one time, it was people. People were collateral. If you look in the Old Testament, um, actual, like they basically said, if I don't pay my debt, I will be a servant to you until my debt is paid. Yikes. Um, that was that was the essence of the Old Testament. Um, uh, borrowing, uh, people would put their families up as collateral. Well, thank goodness
0: so, for the seven years of Jubilee. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, the Jubilee, the Jubilee was a release of all those people. Right. So anyone who had made one of these deals and they couldn't pay them back and they were a servant every fifty years was the Jubilee, which was the release of all people that were indentured servants based on a debt that they couldn't repay. So I'm glad we've graduated from that. But it's when just the Indu- a score, yeah, yeah. So when we hit the Industrial Revolution. <laughs> and we became such producers of goods. I picture this smoky room where these bankers, you know, were hanging out and smoking their cigars and like, how can we but lend money to more people, even if they don't have any collateral? Mm. And so they needed, the bank needed and wanted to lend money to people at higher interest rates. Mm-hmm. So they said, what if we derived a way to rate consumers to where we can lend based on this number? And so, this three-digit number was born out of thin air to rate us all. And um, there's a great actual documentary called The Secret History of the Credit Card Hmm. that um, PBS did a piece on it, and it is so powerful. And it'll tell you a lot of the back history of uh, of the uh, credit system, interesting. And so that's a great that's a great piece of um, material for people. But you know, now here we come. We what is the credit report? Mm-hmm. That's the question number right. one, right? Right. The credit report is a a um, aggregation of all of your bill payment history yeah. into one report that says everything you've done for the last twenty years mm-hmm. in the way of bill payment and that now creditors can look at and say is this individual worthy to lend to yes or no right and they're looking at did you pay on time <clears throat> how many how many different credit lines do you have open How long have those lines been open? Mm -hmm. You know, the age matters. Um, And and they want to see what type of accounts are they? The
0: utilization, how much of what they've lended have you utilized, right? How have you used? What's still available? Yep. You know, most people don't even know where to go to pull this, right? Oh, yeah. Like for some people... They just get it when they're inquiring about their credit. They'll mm-hmm. get something in the mail that says, your credit's been pulled. We just want to make you aware. But I think, too, I want to give people the actual site we recommend because, mm-hmm. it one, it's free. Yeah. Two, it's very accurate. We personally did it, and I know you have one in your hand mm-hmm. that you're looking through. But it's a tri-merge by choice. You can choose to elect the three. And there's several security questions, which I loved. But you can go to annualcreditreport.com. And so for mm-hmm. our listeners, if you haven't done this, do it. It's yeah. so eye opening. Yeah. Um and pull the report so you have it at least once a year to put in front of you to actually see not only what your score is, mm-hmm. but also to make sure that the trade lines that are
1: reflected in all the credit pulls mm-hmm. are in fact you accurate. Yeah. Yeah, there's there is a lot of inaccurate information on mm-hmm. credit reports and then you, you can kidding. petition the bureaus to remove it and yep. they may and and so Um, You know, I don't want to get too deep into credit repair. That's a whole other uh, podcast we could have. But they're not always right. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of mistaken identity out there these days. And so, you could have someone else's bad payment history on your credit report on an account or two, and it has an impact. Totally. So, you know, um, you were talking about the bureaus. And I think it's important to define that a little more. Um, So, some people talk about their Equifax score. Or their beacon score. Yeah. Well, that's the same thing. Equifax and they call they called their score the beacon score. Um, there's another bureau. So Equifax is one bureau. Another bureau is TransUnion. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is Equifax, Transunion, and what's the third one? Um Experian. Experian. Yes. I knew it was EX something. Yes. And Experian. EXP. So, EX, yeah. So the the three bureaus yep. ultimately put together is called a tri-merge. Yes. So you can get a single bureau, which is just pulling any one of the three. Right. That gives someone a snapshot. And they could all be different, by the way, if you they, just pulled a single. Right, yes. Yeah. Any one of them could be different. So if you just wanted a snapshot of where am I, that's a that's a single bureau credit pull. Um, for the whole picture, that's the tri-merge, which right. is all three bureaus mm-hmm. to see what are all the credit bureaus saying about me as a borrower from right now And since the day, I borrowed money for the first time ever.
0: And to touch on that, what they do is they look at that tri-merge and listen to this. This is how your credit score is what it's based on. 35% of it is based on payment history, how reliable you've been. Is there any late payments? Which I know we see that Mm -hmm. a lot of people who come in our Mm -hmm. program. 30% is the amount that you owe versus your credit utilization rate, Mm -hmm. which we talked about that briefly. Right. 15% is the length of history. Did you go out and just open up five new cards that are at zero? Um, Do they see a pattern that looks a little manic, as Mm -hmm. I would call it, Mm -hmm. to where you haven't had a lot of credit extended to you very long? 10% is what new credit. So they're looking for older accounts because that Mm -hmm. shows more of a track record. Mm -hmm. Even if they're at zero, if you've had them available to you and you haven't utilized them and they've been there for three years. That's a good sign. It's a great sign. Yeah. 10% 10% is the types of credit. Yep. And I think that's such a good one because it's not it's not just having multiple lines it's who's lending to you. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've got a Black Amex mm-hmm. and you've got an unlimited limit basically, that's a pretty good sign that you've gotten to a level to where you can be trusted with much, right? Yeah. And
1: then that from all of those that is how your score is calculated. Right. Right. I mean, I think that most of us just think it has to do with payment history, Mm -hmm. right? If you were to ask, if we were to be out there on the street with that interview thing, like you see sometimes, and you ask people what your credit score based on, people would say, it's have I paid my bills or not? Right. But it actually is a little deeper than that. And um, so, I'm glad you went through that because, you know, just as important as have you paid your bills is how much of the credit that is extended to you are you using? that's just as weighty in the bureau's eyes as are you paying your bills on time right that's kind of shocking so if I have a thirty thousand dollar credit limit with with yep. MasterCard right um, and I've only I'm only using I only have a two thousand dollar balance like 30 percent of their decision about your score says wow got a lot of credit extended to this individual mm-hmm. but they're not. They're not maxed out. They're not at the end of the scale. Like that's that is that's a good sign that totally. they're a good credit manager. Right? They're they're they're, they're managing their finances mm-hmm. responsibly. They're CEO. So, yeah, that's that's a really good point.
0: Yeah, and you know we have a lot of people. I did some calls earlier this week. Some individuals, and one thing I kept hearing them say was, you know, um, my credit's great, even though I'm almost eighty percent maxed out on my utilization rate. And I said to them, listen. If you are maxed out over 75% of what a bank's allotted you to use, your credit score is dropping every day. Mm-hmm. So even though all your payments are on time, that's where I think people get hung up is that they're on such a mission to preserve that score, they lose sight of mm-hmm. what it's costing them to preserve it. Mm-hmm. And so they have all this credit card debt, and they're like, I don't want to ruin my score by, by calling Amber and having her help me and going through the program. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to write it out to keep my score intact. But what are the ramifications of that? Like when they're going to get a mortgage on a
1: home, how does that mm-hmm. affect them? Well, it's a big deal. And um, I had actually a little um, documentation to prove the impact it has uh, because ultimately credit score is going to be a driver in the interest rate that one is given when they go to borrow, whether it's for a house, a car, or a credit card. Yeah, The, the, the higher your credit score, generally the better interest rate you're going to get. So from this example, and uh, this was from a couple of years ago, actually 2018 when rates were much lower, um, the difference between a person that had between a 760 credit score and an 850 credit score and a person who had a 620 to a 640 culminated in about $100,000 in additional interest over the course of their loan on a 30-year mortgage. Wow. So the the difference in rate was about 1.6%, but over the course of a mortgage term, that translated into $100,000. $100. So the person, uh, 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 basically 100 points on the credit score ended up costing them $100,000 in additional interest. Wow. So, you know, uh, this is one of the ways that these credit scores... Mm-hmm. Have real life implications on our money management on a month to month basis. I mean, when
0: you think about that, yeah, it makes you actually want to take on getting your credit score to a certain level mm-hmm. like a business. Because yeah. the truth is, is that if you can make a hundred thousand dollars by just managing your credit score properly, like mm-hmm. I can see the power, especially with when we get into optimizing investments and purchasing mm-hmm. investment mm-hmm. properties. Yeah. That really can play a big role. Well, let's not forget
1: the biggest reason we're doing this. The biggest reason we're doing this is to educate consumers. Yeah, I've said from day one that these industries have a tinge of predatory type behavior. Totally. And so what do they prey on? Every Every predator has its prey. And in this case, What they prey on is consumer ignorance. Mm -hmm. The less we know, the more susceptible we are to fall into a predator's trap. Mm -hmm. And information and knowledge about how this system works is power. The more we know about what my score is, how did it get here, and what can I do to bring it up, the less we're going to look like prey— and the more we're going to look like someone that's not worthy to chase yeah. yeah because there's there's a that is just the heart behind what you and I have done for so long is try to teach and educate people about how to improve you know, their overall knowledge base about mm-hmm. how this financial system works.
0: Well, and they have rights, right? They have As consumers, rights. They have Absolutely. rights. They have rights to have a free report. They have rights to question yes. why they're being charged. They have rights to get access to their original application. They have rights signed to, to agree. say,
1: my credit report doesn't make sense. This isn't me. That's right. Uh, you know, there's errors on here. We can petition these bureaus. We're not stuck with this. That's right. You know, we have rights around a collection mm. activity. You know, there is a lot of laws on the books to protect us as consumers. But if we don't know those laws and we're not acquainted mm-hmm. with the mechanisms of control, then we will be subject to basically taking whatever hand they deal us. Totally. So I think we are we can do better than well, that.
0: Well, it just goes back to the saying we know in every area, which is knowledge is power. Mm-hmm. And I will say that for people who are struggling with credit card debt, one of the best things you can do for yourself and one of the hardest things you're going to do is actually pull the credit report, right? (laughs) See it in black and white. they're such an ostrich. They would rather not know the big picture, but it is such a powerful exercise. So if you're somebody out there that you do have credit card debt and you didn't open that mail for a long time, go Mm -hmm. to annualcreditreport.com, pull the report, set up a clarity call with me. Let's talk through it and start to improve that score because ultimately... While you think it's costing you a lot now, yeah, it's going to cost you so much more when you really decide to clean up your side of the street.
1: Yeah, and I actually, ha- that person you just talked about was me. When I graduated college, I did not even understand paying my bills. I can remember bills getting pushed through my front door. Um, I had a front door mail slot and it would just stack up in my living room. I know it's giving you anxiety. No, it's giving
0: me anxiety (laughs) because you were even like that when I met you and you had all the money in the bank and you wouldn't find the mail.
1: I just didn't. I never made a connection between bill payment and a credit score that would um, predicate what I could borrow. I never, no one ever taught me that. Mm. So I actually had to learn for myself. And, you know, it took me a while to climb out of that hole that the first five years of adulthood got me in because I did not understand that, oh, bills have to be paid every 30 days, what? So I always paid them, but I didn't know there was some urgency to it, (laughs) you know? So um, I'm a testimony to what consumer ignorance looks like. And ultimately they, raised my interest rates. I had late fees. It impacted my score. It impacted my uh, borrowing capabilities, so you know um, that's one of the reasons I'm here is I want to help other people not fall in that trap.
0: Yeah, and at an early age, if people can wrap their brain around this concept, mm-hmm. it's going to save them so much money down the road. Yeah, in so many different areas. It yeah. doesn't mean that credit score defines you because I think when we filed bankruptcy, I can remember the effect it had on our score. Mm-hmm. Even though we recovered very quickly, yeah, we had to pay cash for
1: everything. everything. Yeah, nobody for seven would even talk to us.
0: Years. And they would look and see what we were making, but because that bankruptcy was sitting on our credit report for so long. So, and I think that's really the other driving force for us, why we do what we do is because we don't want people to go through the pain we did Yeah, and we do have a better option to clean up the mess, right? And so when we see people and I've had conversations for the last two weeks, that's been mind blowing to see that people have no idea there's another option out there to get their credit cleaned. Yeah. Um, and so being able to have those conversations with people has just been such a powerful reminder that, one, it's, it is it is a new topic, mm-hmm. but I think the one thing we love doing is creating that space to educate them, like you said, yeah. and give them access to say, hey, I just want to find out if we can look over my stuff, see where I am, do I qualify for your program, let's mm-hmm. get my credit cleaned up because I want to start investing.
1: Yeah, this is this is ground zero. Before we can start talking about you know, the more fun stuff. Um, it's it's kind of like where you, you can remodel a house. You kind of need to go through and strip out all the stuff that doesn't work before right. you can start adding the pretty stuff that's going to, you know, add to the value and um, be a lot more enjoyable to live in. You've got to strip out the bad. So right now, right now we're doing the demolition mm-hmm. and it's kind of painful, but it's part of the process. It's so powerful. And I hope people will share this, this podcast because- There's so many college kids, there's so many young adults, there's so many of us in our age group uh, that need this information, Mm -hmm. that need to understand what's going on with their credit.
0: Yeah, and I will add too, because a lot of people are concerned that every time they pull their credit, Mm -hmm. it's like takes a hit on the score. Yeah, There is such thing as a soft hit versus a hard hit, right? Yeah, Yeah. And a soft hit is is annualcreditreport.com. If you go there and pull it, it's just showing you've pulled it because you're allowed to pull it once a year, you do not get a hit on your score. Whereas right. if you're going to buy a car or buy a home or apply for a credit card, mm-hmm. that is considered a hard hit. So your score will drop a couple points every single time you do that. So don't be in the mall and think that getting 10% off your purchase, if you apply for a card standing mm-hmm. there in line, is going to necessarily help you because it's always going to be a much higher rate. Yeah. And that's a hard hit. It
1: and what the your bureaus score. don't like to see is lots of pulls, especially frequently mm. to them what that says is this person's shopping for credit and so when you're shopping for credit the bureaus the al- algorithmic mind of the bureau is saying they're shopping for credit they're doing it frequently therefore they must be having trouble getting credit extended to them or they are a um, they they are utilizing too much credit right. so either way that's why there's a relationship between credit pulls and a credit score dropping. That's through the eyes of the credit bureaus that they see You know that type of activity. And I'm sure they look at patterns. Mm-hmm. If they see a run-up all of a sudden where you're
0: applying for a bunch of stuff, I mean, it's a red flag. Right. They're not dumb. Right. So they know how to read people. So I think just being aware of how powerful that credit report is, mm-hmm. it really can affect every single area of the CEO concept that we're going into. So pull those for even our future podcasts that we do. And hopefully we can continue educating them and move forward down to the optimizing investments.
1: and Yeah. And there's a lot of info on the credit report. So I would tell people, don't get overwhelmed, but also don't just focus on the three-digit number. There's a lot more to the report than just that number. And I think when people hear credit report, first thing they think of is credit score. But there's, there's a lot more to it. Look at the history. Look and see if you agree with it. Look at the aliases they have on there. You know, all the names sometimes that— Sometimes
0: that's frightening. So,
1: sometimes it can be frightening because it may not even be an alias you remember. Exactly. Um, you know, it may be a completely different name. But it has every single alias that's ever attempted to get credit under your social security number. So, you know, you want to look at that and Mm -hmm. see, does that, does that register? You know, it has vital statistics like your social, like your birth date. It has all your addresses you've ever lived. That might be another thing to reconcile. Hey, I never lived in that place. Why did I have a credit pull attempted that's associated with that address? So, you know, dig in, do a little research. Sometimes it's it's hard to look at these things, but there's, there's fruit on the other side of that. Absolutely. I promise there's fruit because you're going to feel so powerful that you're in control of your financial destiny.
0: I totally agree. Yeah. So I'm excited for everybody to stop listening to this podcast and go yeah. pull their credit report. Yeah, dig in. And if you have more questions about yours or you want to walk through it with Ryan or myself, go to reducemydebts.com, book a clarity call with us, mm-hmm. and talk to us, and we'll kind of walk you through it and show you what it means and tell you, you know, it even shows you if you have unsecured versus secure trade Mm -hmm. lines. So we can look at it together and get you on the path to being the CEO of your financial future.
1: It sounds good. All right.
0: Thanks.